Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. I'm excited because a very special guest is here with me the pastor, the podcaster, creator, a rescuer. But most of all, a friend, Pastor Troy Brewer. I am your friend, buddy. You are, man, you know what? I got to tell you guys something. In ministry, it is very difficult to find true friends. And that's not because it's a bad thing going on. It's just that everybody's so busy. Everybody's got their own thing. Yet we forget that we need one another. Now, I'm not going to do this without friends. <laughs> I'm not. I tell people I, and I tell people all the time, listen, man, I, like, like my top staff, you know, whenever I hire people, I say, okay, listen, they vetted you for your job. Now I'm vetting you to see if you can be my friend. Ooh. Because I don't want to be in top-level leadership without people that we're not all good you friends. You know what I've noticed in your staff? I, yes. You are friends with all of them. Oh, I am. Every single one of them. They I respect you. you. They honor you. But I noticed that every single one of them is your friend. That's yeah. rare. You're a rare guy. Well, I'm not as smart as everybody else. <laughs> I and think I'm you're not smart. the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I'm like, you know, here's what I do know is I know this church will kill you. Ooh. And I'm like, hey, man, I've been I've been pastoring a church now for 27 years, and church will kill you, and it'll isolate you. And all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be friends with these cats. Mm. And so, man, we fought hard for that. Listen, that's a mistake that I know I have done. Mistakes that a lot of leaders have done yep. is isolate themselves from everyone mm. for whatever reason, right? We all have our own reasons why we isolate each other, but it's not good. And what you just said is probably the key to being an effective pastor, leader, is to surround yourself with other people that are willing to be your friends and see and see you when you're not good. Yeah, exactly right. See you yeah, when you, uh, your you beard to, is not on point. Yeah, you and... have to think I'm cool <laughs> when I don't look cool. <laughs> and oh. I have to think you're cool when you're really not being cool. I mean, that's that's what friendship is. But you know is what I about. love about you? What? Is, and I haven't even given him a proper introduction. Oh, you have. Th th listen, you, welcome to my friendship. This is what I love is you're entering my world because I want you to meet people that have become my friends either 20 years ago or new friends like Pastor Troy. And I'm, I'm just inviting you into the conversation. This is a very laid back program, but I want you to know something. Friendship matters and friendship matters in a way that sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone and go out and look for a friend or allow friends to come into your life. Because what I've noticed about you, Pastor Troy, is that who you are on TV, who you are on stage ministering, you're the same person when the cameras are not on. You're genuine. You're And when I say you're genuine, it's very rare. It's sad that I have to say that it's rare in, in, in ministry today in church because most pastors, even their people that attend their church, don't ever even get to hang out or even shake their own pastor's hands. Yet you're in the middle of, the whole circle. Everybody knows you. Well, again, it's it's not the sharpest thing to do, but uh, and there's there's a lot of different reasons why any form of leadership, even if you're a CEO or uh, you know you're the owner of a company or something, it's very easy to get isolated and to not have to not have that kind of compassionate leadership style. Mm. And I don't want to lose it. So if I get if I get separated from everybody, what I find is when I come across issues, I start thinking bad. Ooh. And, and I start assuming this, that, that. And I go, wait a minute, I have no reason to do that. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. So I have to constantly tear down those walls. 
Um, with that said, I also do not have a skill set for putting on a different face. And I've had to fight that. And the reason I've had to fight that is not because I don't want to be real and genuine, but simply because certain groups require me to have a certain kind of Ooh. face or st- some other something will require me. To, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not wow. going to that. Wow, you're dropping some bombs right now, man, because and, I got to tell you something. What he just said is what you're probably doing, and maybe that's why you are exhausted. Yeah, that's right. Could that be? Absolutely. Dude, I, I don't know. We're talking about busy, okay? I'm busy, but I'm not exhausted. Okay, oh, I'll tell you this. Listen, brother, that's a that's a twittable moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, good. Man, you know, just in the past eight weeks, Mondo, uh, I've been to Mexico with you. Mm-hmm. I've been to Mexico another time. I've been to Uganda. I've been to Qatar. I've been to Nicaragua. I've been to El Salvador. I've been to Peru. I've been to Brazil. I have been to um, Colombia. I have been to Miami. Plus, I've been pastoring a church. Wow. Plus, I have been. Plus, I have four kids. I have seven grandkids. Plus, I had to finish a book deadline. Plus, I've been building Redemption Ranch in West Texas, and I'm involved in all that. Okay, you're around me right now. Am I exhausted? Am I burned out? No, because I get to be the same person in all those. When I wear a same hat, when I wear a different hat, I still have the same head, and I don't. I'm not going to let anybody make me change that. Wow. Listen, you're listening. You're watching my special guest. He's a pastor at Open Door Church in Texas. His radio and television programs are broadcast worldwide. He is Pastor Troy Brewer. You have your program on the PTL Network, uh, Voice of the Prophets Network, and your show is airing every Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. I hope you go and look for it. Tune in. It's going to blow your mind. He's not your typical pastor, I can tell you that, but he's a friend. He's a man that what you see on TV is who he is behind the scenes. Wherever he goes, Pastor Troy is one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my entire life. And I don't feel exhausted when I leave your presence. I feel charged. I feel like I'm worthy. I feel valued. I feel um, like God cares. And Mm, and and again, we live in a time, Pastor Troy, and we're here to talk about his book, by the way, Numbers That Preach, Understanding God's Mathematical Lingo. And we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But I want you to meet Pastor Troy because he's a rare person in life, but yet he is what we all should be. He is what Jesus intended us to be, to be real, to be a brother, to be a mentor, to be a pastor, to be a friend. And you're a friend to a lot of people out there. When I say a friend to a lot of people, I'm talking about the children that are hurting. I was honored to be uh, with you on a trip to Acuna, Mexico. And thank you. Oh, thank because you. I didn't have an agenda. I didn't, as a matter of fact, if you notice, I didn't bring cameras with me. I wanted to, but then I said, no, I don't want to bring cameras. This is a personal trip for me. This is something that God spoke to me to do. Uh, there's no agenda behind it. Mm. But I left with an agenda afterwards. And that agenda was to use my platform to show you we cannot forget about the children. We cannot forget about the work that is uh, that we have to do. Why, why did you accept me to come to Acuna, Mexico with you? I feel sorry for you. That's not true. <laughs> you feel sorry. It's like, man, this guy oh, needs a friend. Oh, my like, Lord. On. Golly, That's what a desperate true. man. <laughs> no, 
Honestly, man, because because mm. you're willing to go and you had a yes in your spirit. And I want to tell you, Mondo, I've invited a lot of people. Have you? I've in, I've invited world famous people, and you were the first person that had your own show that does your own stuff that ever said, "Okay, I'll go." Wow, you're the first person, and and a lot of people are okay with seeing it from afar off, but they're scared, you know, to get their hands dirty. And when you said, I'll come down, and I was like, bro, I'll set up a trip. Let's go. I double dog dare you to come down. You're like, I'll come down. And I was like, all right. And I thought, I thought, well, this guy says he's gonna do it. I was like, he he really Did might. Did you believe me? I didn't really know because I didn't I didn't know you very yeah. well. You know, and I was like, he sounds real, he sounds genuine, he sounds like he's gonna do it. And so I started telling everybody, we need to actually get this thing set up because this guy might do it. And you did, bro. And I mean, you, you risked your life and yeah. you, you risked your life. I mean, you crossed the border with us. You went into a cartel infested place. You walked around the streets with me. Yeah, I did. You walked around and we yeah. actually filmed just some stuff, me and you talking. And plus you also risked a lot in the sense of, you didn't know what you were going to get into with getting into me and getting into, you didn't know how, how you're going to be treated. Mm -hmm. If our staff were good people. Uh, and then you also was going to preach at my church and you didn't know my <laughs> church. I was like, this dude's brave. <laughs> You know what's this so funny? Brave. Let's I, go. I'm brave because the Bible talks about either we're going to be committed or not. Yep. The Bible says yes. a double-minded man or That's a person right. is yes. unstable in his ways. And there's a lot of unstable Christians out there that don't know how to keep their word. And mm, for me, I always like teach that. my children, keep your word. If you're going to make a promise, if you're going to yep. tell someone you're going to go, go. That, I'm not just a watcher. I've never been a watcher. I'm a doer. Yep, my biggest too. problem is I have to make time because anything I give my time to is either for my children or for what God has called me to do. And when I went with you and I asked you, I want to go, not for an agenda. I just want to go because I needed God to speak to me. And then whatever I can do in return. I didn't know. I didn't make any promises to you. As a matter of fact, I didn't go because I was going to preach at your church. Or you surprised me with inviting me to preach at your church. I hope I did okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we hadn't we hadn't I'll invited let, you back. I well, you haven't you, invited me back, so I don't know. No, you no, did an but, amazing job. But that was not so my nice. agenda. My agenda was I love you as a friend. Thank you. And I don't want no agendas to come to manipulate or 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 friendship through. Um, platformers or anything. I didn't make a promise. I know because when you try to do something, listen, one of my favorite scriptures is this, that which is born out of the spirit, let the spirit of God maintain it. But if it's born out of the flesh, you have to maintain it. There's no way I can maintain trying to be, that's why it, I asked you, is it exhausting to be you because you're, you're everywhere. But when it's born from God is never exhausting. If it's on his will, when it becomes your will, it's when it's exhausting because you're trying to pretend and be someone that you really are not called to be. In my neighborhood, we call that wannabes. You know, there are times, <clears throat> if I can be very honest, there are times where I have been exhausted and there have been times where I have been, I've had to fight anxiety because of all the, all the you know, plates I'm spinning. But every time, Mondo, I've had to fight that, I have found I'm involved in the wrong parts of this Ooh. and I'm doing somebody else's job. Or I have the wrong people involved in it. Wow! And go, okay, I'm wow. I'm exhausted because this pro because this person brings chaos with them. You know, there are people that would just bring chaos with them, 
And that's very dangerous when you're involved in a lot of ministry because it makes you not see the things that you need to see. <clears throat> and so I've had to weigh all those things out and learn that kind of discernment and say, hey, if God is going to, you know, brother, we've been able to rescue more than 10,000 kids. 10,000. Unbelievable. More than 10,000 kids. And, 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 and we've done it while we were unknown to the world. Just now, people are starting to, you know, the Lord has taken the lid off of me and let me out, but he didn't trust me with that in my 20s. And I was just as involved in this when I was in my 20s as I am right now. He didn't trust me with it in my 30s or my 40s. He waited until I was in my 50s. And, um, like, that was wise. That was wise. It was, it was very wise. <laughs> so for everyone that feels like God has forgotten about you, yeah, don't panic. Listen, you were talking about uh, on the Jim Baker show about the, the number 20. And we're going to get in your book in just a little bit. But I like to get to know you. Most, most interviews, they're so... You yeah. know, no, you talk to me about what. No, listen, you, I, I'm just laid back. I just want to know how to get through life, how to mm -hmm. make it through, because a lot of us feel stuck at one point. I felt stuck for 20 years, yet God had called me, God had promised me, God had gave, given me a little taste of what my calling was by traveling all over the world, speaking to 50,000 people in arenas, and and people want you to speak on their conferences, and you become the hottest thing for that moment. Yet God in his mercy stopped me before mm -hmm. I exploded. I didn't understand it earlier on. I thought God hated me and forgot about me and maybe all the sin I still had. And, and I was still, I'm going to be honest with you. I was living in sin because I was trying to negotiate with God some areas of my life. And God said, no, kid, you're not ready. Yep. Don't go out there and tell people about me, yet you don't know me. Don't go out there and lay hands on people when you don't even understand what, what that means. And that was a wake-up call. And I said, God, I just want to serve you. If serving you means cleaning the bathrooms mm -hmm. as much as it is speaking to 50,000 people, I will show you that I, I'm here for you, God. And he said, okay, I'll take you up on that, kid. So what did I do? In 24 hours, I went from speaking to 50,000 people to now mowing the lawn. Nobody was clapping. Uh, cleaning the toilets, nobody was asking for autographs, uh, throwing out the trash. And I thought it was going to be a three-month period. It turned out to be a 20-year period. And then 20 years later, this kid from East L.A. has a national television program that is syndicated to America, speaking and talking to men and women of God that are shaking the world. I attribute it to humility. Not my humility. He humbles you. He asked me this, will you, that, will you rather be humbled by me or you're going to humble yourself by making mistakes? God, hum humble me because your way is going to be better than mine. I say all that to say this. What do you say to that one person that is still waiting on God yet they don't understand the timing of God? Well, I would say a couple of different things. Number one, um, I, I do. If if I have become hopeless because I thought something was going to happen and didn't happen, any place, Mondo, that I am hopeless is under the influence of a lie. Mm. Okay, so I that means I've been speaking to a snake. Okay, and I don't want to talk to snakes. I I ain't Harry Potter. You ain't Harry Potter. Yeah, hey, listen, you ain't Harry Potter. You don't you don't talk to snakes. 
So anytime that I'm under the influence of, of a lie, I'm aware of it because of hopelessness. And I go, whoa, whoa, stop. I thought this was going to happen. It didn't going to happen. But wait, 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 wait. I did think that that was going to happen, and it did not happen. But, but God's delay is not his denial, mm. right? So just because God is delaying something doesn't mean he's denying it. And another thing as well is when it comes to a lot of things we cannot enter into in the, until there's very real personal character development on, up on our part, because that glorious place can also kill you in a heartbeat if you don't have the character. Oh, it's like the integrity of a ship. Okay, if God pulls you out of a pond and puts you in an ocean and you got leaks in the pond, oh, you won't last five minutes in the ocean. Mm. And that's integrity, right? Has wow. to do with, with integrity. And wow. that comes through personal development. And there is no, I'm sorry, but there is no shortcut to that. None. Everybody has to go through the stuff. And man, I've been through this stuff. We were a church of less than 100 people for 16 years, brother. And you stayed with it. Yeah, I stayed with it. And I built orphanages all over the world. And there were times, man, that we, my kids were raised like we were Amish because we didn't have glass in the windows (laughs) and we didn't have electricity on half the time because we couldn't pay the bills. And then we go to church and I would just want to just tell you this. I'm just going to say this. We'd be at church and, oh, somebody would need counseling and they'd need counseling because of yada, yada, yada. And I would always say, can we come to your house? And I didn't tell them why, but it's because they had electricity on and they wow. had air conditioning and it was burning up in my house. Wow. And I had four kids. And so, man, we just put cowboy hats on all the boys. We put bonnets on all the girls. I cooked outside and we had candles. And we called it Odin Days. And the kids thought it was the greatest, coolest thing ever. <laughs> they were like, Dad, are we playing Odin Days again? I'd be like, yes. Yeah. And it was horrible. But I'm saying what I want to say is I had to have and I had to learn defiant joy and defiant hope Mm. in the midst of that. I also had to learn to go from my why to my worship and go, instead of me asking why, 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 I just had to go, how do I find God in this place? So uh, the book of Habakkuk at the beginning of it, the prophet of God is like, why is there injustice? Why are the borders open? Why are we killing babies? It just sounds just like the day we're living in today. Why is this? And God, how long will it be before you actually answered this atrocity? And so after a while, why, after a while of him saying, why, 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 God shows up and he says, I got great news. I'm going to answer it, but you're not going to like the answer. What? I'm going to bring the Chaldeans in and I'm going to wipe out the whole nation with a much more ungodly nation. I'm going to judge the ungodliness of this nation. Mm. And he's like, that makes no sense. And I don't like that. And he finally went to, instead of, I demand it has to go a certain way. Two, I had better learn to find the presence of the Lord in this difficult place. And so he's, he's, it's, like, it's like going through a swamp and you find one little place to step and then another little place to stand and then another little place to step and then stand there. It's like, okay, can I meet God in the place that God is good, no mm. matter what my circumstances are, okay? Can I meet God in the place that he is always approachable? no matter what. And you have to learn how to worship God in the place that you hate and how to love his presence in the place that you hate. And wow. that's grown up stuff right there. Okay. Listen, all, all this is, is, is making me think about the book that you wrote years ago, numbers, because everything that you just talked about always in the timeline that's right. of numbers. Yeah. And listen, I haven't, I know you think I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I've done this enough to know I'm going somewhere. You, you, I don't want to just preach to you. We want to tell you who we are. Yep. I'm just the next gang member that fell in love with King Jesus. Yep. And he had mercy on me. 
And then he created a man by the name of Troy Brewer and downloaded information to help us understand numbers that preach. Pastor Troy, ooh, I'm calling you pastor now. Come on. Oh, come on. I can feel it. (laughs) Someday I'll call you Troy, but not today. You. you Pastor Troy, what is it about numbers that helps us understand that there is a God and that God has a plan and a purpose for our life? Numbers are a prophetic marker and is one of the greatest voices of God that one of the loudest voices that I can find of the Lord. I want to say this, there's, there's no end to the voices of God. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is upon the many waters. Mm. Uh, sometimes God shows up as a sound of many rushing waters, which has to do with God speaking one word out of so many different areas within your life, like, like you can't get away from it, right? Numbers is definitely one of those things. And the reason why it's one of those things is because everything is numbered. Everything is named. Everything is measured. Everything is weighed. Everything is in the word mm. of God. And all those things actually glorify the Lord. So you can't drive down the road without there being a license plate in front of you. You know, you can't drive. You can't look at your driver's license without seeing a number. You can't look at your birthday. You can't. And, and if we have an eye to see, the Spirit of the Lord moves upon those things, and He causes us to see certain certain things at certain moments. And when we know what that is, there's a word from God in it. So there's no power in numbers by themselves. But when the word of God is a number, oh my goodness! All right, uh, let's talk about the mystery of six six six. Okay. Uh, I, I, there's a lot we can talk about. I got six minutes left. The mystery of six six six. Why is there such a mystery on the number six six six? Well, for one thing, in the Bible and in the book of Revelation where it says 666, it says, and the number of the beast, it says we're responsible for calculating the number. And everybody misses that part. It says, therefore, you should calculate the number, and his number is 666. So, and we don't even believe in adding any kind of math, anything prophetic. And everybody knows the number 666, but it says that we're responsible for the calculation, which means respecting the word of God in the math and how things are lined out. So six, my friend, is a number that represents flesh. It's a number that represents humanity. It's a number that when it is most, uh, it's a number that when it needs to be redeemed, it represents beast mode. And we use that term, I'm going to go into beast mode. Well, man, I'm not. I'm going to go into spirit mode. You know, I'm not a soul man. I'm a spirit man, right? Well, John Belushi, I'm a soul man. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, no, I'm not a soul man. I'm a spirit man. But with that said, 666, it means flesh, 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 and no place for the spirit. Mm. It means the beast, and he's actually called the beast. So um, there are tons and tons and tons of examples of that, but, but the kicker is that it's three different parts. So it's kind of like, Six six is like if you're if you're waking up every night at two two two. Man, you need to know what that means, and I do, by the way. Or if you're waking up three three three, I'll just go ahead and throw this out there at you and say Jeremiah thirty three three. Call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Wow. Four 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 is a number that actually represents the key of David. Like how? Because four forty tuning before it was four forty tuning, it was four four four, and King David is the one who st- who set the standard wow. of that, and it lasted for three thousand years up until a hundred years ago. It wasn't until the French Revolution, which was a communist revolution that took God out of absolutely everything, 
that they changed the standard of tuning throughout the world from 444 to 440 tuning. 444 goes all the way back to King David, uh, to the to the the Tabernacle of David, where they had instruments 24 hours a day. And they all had to be tuned to that. He tuned it to 444. So the key of David, wow. which by the way is also a 222 scripture, the key of David, Isaiah 22 2. Right, And then over in the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 2, he says, Behold, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut, and I've closed the door that no man can open. And he said that to the church of Philadelphia, which is why I named my church Open Door Church, because it's the key of David, which is 444. So it's not just a key, it's a sound that opens a door. It has to do with being tuned into the heart of the Lord. 555 represents, it represents all the way grace, or represents Christ, the numerical value for Christ, is five five five, and then the word Christ in the Bible five 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 times, and then six 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 has to do with all the way flesh. It has to do with where the spirit of the Lord is not, and when the flesh has nothing but an insatiable appetite. That's what six 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 means. You you're not smart. You said right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, anybody that knows numbers, you got to be smart or or be influenced by. The spirit of God, because I got to tell you something. Numbers tells a story. That's right. Numbers. But more than that, the power of God behind numbers makes a declaration of God's promises. That's right. Say that again. There's no power in numbers. There's no power in numbers. But when the word of God is a number, just like when God's declaring that, or when he says there's 153 fish. Ooh. Okay, do you know, brother? And I, I know we only have a minute. I got, I got a minute. But you got you to gotta hear this. Okay, so the number of fish in the net, when Jesus said, cast your net on the other side, was 153. If you go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four of the Gospels, and count every person that Jesus led into the kingdom, it's exactly 153, ending with the thief on the cross. Oh, but there you have it. Listen, the book is called Numbers That Preach. Get the book today order it. It's going to change your life. It's going to change numbers in your life. They're going to make sense. Listen, I want life to make sense for me. And I need all the help that I can to understand what, why am I seeing these numbers over and over? Maybe God is trying to give you a message. Maybe God is trying to wake you up. Maybe God is trying to get you back to the book or hope is in the word of God or hope is in Jesus Christ or hope it's not in the numbers and the symbols. The hope is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He gave his own son for us. He died for us, rose from the dead, and now we can have eternal life in heaven with him. Listen, I want to give you the, the greatest gift, and that is to know Jesus. If, if you don't know him right now, just ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to renew your marriage, renew your life. Get back to the Word of God. Listen, you heard from a man that probably the world said he's no good, he's not smart enough, yet God used him to write numbers that preach that has shaken the world. Education systems and Christianity are using this book. Oh, listen, one day we're going to sit down and tell the story behind the scenes and really tell you that if God can use Pastor Troy, if God can use me, God can use you. All you have to do is just trust in him. No matter what you're going through, believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Listen, I love you. You're not alone. Whatever you're going through, you have a friend 
with me, with Pastor Troy, and understand that God created the church so we can have a family. I got to go, Pastor Troy. I appreciate your time. What a privilege, time. man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Say man. hello to Thank Alan DiDigio for oh me. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I will. Keep the faith. Bye-bye. Bye.